Welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting you live from EmoSocialClub.tv. I am Lizzie, back with another solo update. We love the solo updates here. Basically, Brian and I completely forgot to record when we hung out over this past weekend. So here we are, uh, just rolling with it. Make sure that you are following us so you get these updates. October, again, has been super chaotic and really busy for us. So we appreciate you guys tuning in when we put these episodes out to keep the consistency we're putting out this really cool episode with new friend of the pod dan lampton from rationale x real friends uh this thursday for you right now today mainly because we will not be having a live broadcast tonight brian and i are going to be at the 100 gex show tonight so we kind of want to make it up to you by giving you this episode just a little bit early Again, make sure you're following us on Twitter at X Emo Social Club X. I'm doing a new kind of like how to pitch to radio stations and music industry uh, series on there. So make sure you go follow and ask questions, see what you want me to cover and go over. You can also tweet at us at X Emo Social Club X on Twitter too and see what's going on and we can harass each other, say nice things. You know, if you have a constructive criticism, maybe don't. We'll see how that goes. And on Instagram at Emo Social Club. One day we will have just just the normal one one day when we get there but also make sure to order some order some shirts i got merch here in my studio waiting to send out to you head on over to emosocialclub.com store to pick up one and you know what they're pretty sick and you can layer them too so just think about it consider all right guys well i'm not gonna waste your time anymore we're gonna jump right into this episode with dan lampton of rationale welcome to the Emo Social Club podcast, broadcasting to you live from EmoSocialClub.tv, I am Brian. And I'm Lizzie, and we're here this evening with our new friend of the pod, Dan Lampkin of Rationale. Thanks so much for coming on and hanging out with us. No, thanks for having me. I appreciate you. Yeah. We uh, we we got in the clearance. So you are also uh, formerly of Real Friends. You have formed yep. this new band uh, in 2014. Yeah. <laughs> like, They're not exactly like, new. Yeah, it's like, wait, how did you form this band in 2014? But it's like, we're just like doing your second album now, I guess. Well, we, because we didn't do a good job at promoting it before. That'll do it. That'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, what was the, what was like the, the timing of forming it? Um, and, and I guess you can introduce the other guys too and, and tell us about the, uh, the new record. Yeah, so it's with uh, Joe Taylor, who sings in Knuckle Puck, Ryan Rumchecks, who, plays bass in knuckle puck and then sings and plays guitar in uh home safe true freak does everything got a band <laughs> for every single instrument he plays it's frustrating um but it was just something where like uh joe and i had met uh through like the music scene and stuff like early on in like the real friends knuckle puck days like i was a fan of their band before i actually knew any of them and then like then we became facebook friends realized that we were all like in the same area in the south suburbs and stuff started hanging out and then just got to a point excuse me where um we were just hanging out so much just like yo why don't we also work on some music together and here we are hmm. so it's kind of like nice formation music, of like <laughs> kind of like a super group in a way a like super group of pop punk in chicago <laughs> sure yeah i'll take it <laughs> south suburb super group yeah that's a that's something i tried to make a an acronym out of it but it didn't really make any sense <laughs> uh you are also a twitch streamer i guess we can yep. start there a little bit uh so you've been streaming on twitch since how long because i know it's been a while uh let me check it's uh <laughs> tied to when bloodborne came out that was the first game i ever streamed so i i, I want to say 2015 it's either 2015 or 2016 Okay. So I've been doing it for a hot minute and I, my first stream was on accident. Um, <laughs> cause I was at, um, cause for a little bit I would stream from like my ex's place cause she had like really fast internet. Um, so I was like fiddling around with my PS4 cause I'd stream directly from there. This was before I had a gaming PC. 
And then like, I was trying to like mess with some of the share settings mm. on PS4 and mm. then like do like a test run stream and just like watch it on my phone and like see how everything was, um, you know, before I would like want people to be there. And then uh, one thing I overlooked was that it automatically will like push to Twitter because I, I guess I had my Twitter linked to my PlayStation. Yeah. And then <laughs> people started coming in and I was like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> you weren't supposed to see this yet. <laughs> but we rolled with it. I streamed for like a half hour and then I was like, we'll we'll do this when I know what's going on. <laughs> Has it mostly just been gaming stuff or have you done music stuff or? Um, I've done some music stuff. Um, once I got like the right um, hardware and stuff, I'm not really too fluent in like stuff like uh, voice meter, mm. which is a little, little bit complex with like digital audio rerouting and stuff. So I've, I've just got like um, an interface that has a loop back in it. So I just, I'm able to do all that through OBS and have like my recording software, live monitor instruments and stuff. So I've done like covers, I've done rationale songs, just making up like a bunch of different set lists, playing guitar and bass, and then um, some karaoke of random songs. I did the Pokemon theme song one day. Hell yeah! Um, <laughs> and uh, and then I've been doing a lot of uh, art lately too. Hmm. Um, just like doing like some pencil sketches and stuff, but then you know, a good chunk of it is gaming as well. Very nice <laughs> way of been uh, trying to do gaming. And I'm just like, you know, I really don't want to play rock band this often because everybody makes fun of me for not doing good at rock band. It's hard. Uh, it's yeah. When you difficult. go into certain levels, you're just like, mm -mm, can't do it. No I'm more. I'm an expert. Yeah. Okay. I'm an expert. And then you play Slipknot sure. and you're like, uh, the fuck. <laughs> Yeah, Listen, exactly. I hit all these notes. Dragon Force Five, Guitar Hero. Come on, you got to dig deep back into your roots. It is not Dragon Force Five. However, it? it's Family Force Five meets Dragon there Force, we go. and we're about to make that remix. Somebody write it down. We're making a remix of Family Force Five and Dragon Force. <laughs> oh damn! There was yeah. actually um, back when Rock Band first came out, uh, a couple of my friends and I did the like entire set list in like one sitting. Whoa. And it was grueling, oh and we had God. we had four people, and then they just made me sing it the whole time. <laughs> to where once we got to the end of the set, and this was like before real friends or anything, they were just like, mm -hmm. "Dan, you're gonna sing it." And it got to the point where I wasn't even like actually singing; I was just trying to be like, uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. and just like hit the notes, and that's yeah. it. Like I just got my voice just got so fatigued, yep. you know that there was just like moans at one point <laughs> or groans, like I guess I should, I should say. It's just, it, that's the way, like, the game rewards you. So, like, you learn it. Like, I'm sitting there, like, doing, like, a falsetto. And I'm just like, and you're like, oh, I'm getting, like, perfects on everything. So, I'm just going to keep doing that. So, there exactly. I am, live on the internet, playing. Uh, I was doing, like, playing guitar and singing on some songs. Oh, so, I was like, this is easy enough. Uh, and then I was, like, doing that. And everybody's like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> Why are you singing like that? And I was like, because I'm winning. I want to exactly. get 100. I'm winning. I'm not here to points, sound you good. Get the points. This yeah. is how we win. This mm. is how we win. Uh, I've also been playing Metal Gear Solid Three, uh, which apparently I'm terrible at. I'm just awful at that game. And I remember, like as a kid, like having this nostalgia for the Metal Gear series and being like, "Yeah, I love this game. I I play it all the time. I'm so good." And then it's like, why am I literally getting caught by every single guard on this map? Because stealth games are hard. Yeah. <laughs> I also found that, like, video games, as we have aged, this is mostly Pokemon-based, but I have found, like, other games uh, kind of are the same way. They just got so easy because they were made for baby children, kids. And, like, <laughs> how am I, I? I want a difficult Pokemon game. And they're like, no, you can't have that. There's no such thing as a difficult Pokemon game. This is made for babies. Well, I mean, I think that there's some games that are a little harder than others, or at least like, you know, they throw new Pokemon in the mix where you kind of got to like figure everything out. There's some stuff I feel like that they've streamlined. Like once you've encountered a Pokemon in like Sword and Shield, it'll tell you what type and like what mm -hmm. it's weak against and stuff. Um, but what a lot of people are crying about right now is the uh, experience share, saying that mm -hmm. that's like easy mode and stuff. And you don't have to like grind or anything. Yep. I'm personally kind of whatever on it. I uh, I try to avoid the grind, but then in in some cases it does make the game easier. But 
what are you gonna do <laughs> i mean yeah i'm like your target audience is children like you're not exactly. gonna want like yeah. like playing through the first game and like struggling through it as a child though i was like i'm built different now i'm ready no, for pokemon it, it builds the rest character. of my life yeah 100 percent builds character yeah that challenge takes you takes you through the games and then you get to sword and shield and you're like man i don't want to I don't want to do this <laughs> like this, this is lame you know it's like it was a it was a slog to get through sword and shield whereas i thought like sun and moon were great i had a great time playing sun and moon and i'm like this is a little bit easier but it's not like that same like just here you go have uh ha your pokemon survived with one health oh look at that now you didn't die now you win cool it's like but i i want let me let me lose that pokemon it's fine <laughs> Listen, the counterpart to Pokemon that had the hardest video game, maybe this was me as a kid and not figuring it out, is the Neopets game. No, that game was abusive. That game was... <laughs> that game I was... Got, I remember getting stuck at this like medieval level, and I'm like, how do I get out of here? Where the fuck am I going? Why can't I figure this out? And I tried to replay it, I think, when I was in high school, like late mm -hmm. high school. And I'm like, I still cannot figure this out. I'm scared to go back. Neopets inflicted trauma. I believe this. <laughs> like... I went from Tamagotchi to Neopets, and I'm like, no, this is this is awful. I didn't get anything. Do your do your pets die in Neopets? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it's like you can't get food to feed them, or you can't get stuff to like. It's literally like, them. hey, you are a parent now to yeah. the Neopets. Uh, do they have like pay to win microtransactions? Uh, hmm, that's actually I don't remember. I don't, I don't think they did. I think, I think it was just real like, world money for. For no, I think food? that was I think it was too early for that. Yeah. I think it was more of like you have to go around and like play games or do something, but you can only like earn so much money per day. <laughs> okay. And then uh it dies. Early capitalism, everybody. Yeah. Neopets taught us capitalism. <laughs> gotta start and somewhere. And that's where there, the trauma yeah. came Baby's from. Baby's <laughs> first capitalism. Hey spooky ghouls, are you looking to get into the fun Halloween spirit? Want to help out a great charity? All while seeing rad Illinois bands rip a good old-fashioned house show? Well, we have a gig to tell you about to get you to do the Monster Mash, or Mosh, probably. More fitting, you know? On October 22nd at 6.30 p.m., Chicago bands Highwire and Bad Planning headline The Haunted House. Honey Creek, Radar, and our friends in Wolf Road will also be there to wake the dead to get your bones rattling. It's five bucks at the door, COVID vax or a negative test is required and mask must be worn for entry. You can find the gig at 1605 Nautilus Lane in Hanover Park and you can find more info on the Facebook event page. The show benefits St. Jude's Research Hospital. Make sure to brush up on all the bands beforehand too on their Spotify and band camps. So hop in the back of your friend's Dragula and get ready for a blood curdling good time. Uh, how often do you stream, by the way? Uh, I'll stream like usually lately. It's been like three days a week. I'm uh, testing the waters with four. Okay. But yeah, that, that that's the sweet spot for me. Is it just from like, like having time to do other stuff? I, I guess you're probably not doing like eight hour streams a day. <laughs> like No, I mean, I usually keep around like three or four hours. Nothing too, uh, nothing too crazy. And it wasn't like, was there... Was there more streams during the pandemic? Was it more like I'm trying stuff out during the pandemic or was it like kind of just the same consistent sort of? Um, I mean, I think at first it was definitely a lot more streaming. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but uh, my memory shot through the pandemic. Time <laughs> is meaningless yeah. because oh. of it. Yeah, yeah. it's completely um, fake. But uh, that's when I, the, the pandemic got me like experimenting with like doing art and drawing on stream um, and like, trying to get the gear to make it possible to do that. Cause I've got another camera like right up here mm. attached to a shelf and stuff to point down, you know, it, it gave me the freedom to, you know, have a little bit more time to like experiment with that stuff and like do the research. I would say definitely. Yeah. That's good. What and kind I'm... of like, go oh. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I just wanted to say like, what kind of propelled you to shift a little bit more into like art and like actually like showing more of your like, drawings and work and that sort of retrospect um i mean i drew a lot when i was a kid and uh on tour i would start drawing like a little bit 
uh, with real friends. And then, cause he would always be like Brian doing a lot of art stuff. Like he'd decorate uh, drum heads and stuff um, for like particular shows. And we'd raffle them off at merch and stuff like that. Um, and then that kind of like jump started me to wanting to like draw like a little bit here and there. And then I put it down for like a year and then just wanted to like get back to it. Cause I spent a little bit of money on like, uh some sketch pads and mechanical pencils and stuff like that so i wanted to just you know try to use it i had it you know if it doesn't end up working out like no harm no foul i do think during the pandemic like my my first thought was like oh yeah art like i can use that for like some like i'm alone in my home and like i have nothing to do i can't go anywhere i'm gonna like find something therapeutic which for me was video games <laughs> on, yeah on my own time uh but yeah i can also see like just need to like try something different and do something that isn't just the same thing over and over and over again and like get my brain yeah. working in different ways oh definitely now i feel that 100 percent. now we could talk a little bit about um your new album that's out if the problem persists this was kind of what it said in the presser was this is more like lyrically meta and i just wanted to get a little bit more into that because i feel like we don't usually use the word meta and all always like a positive light so how was that kind of piecing everything together um i mean it was great to have um the time you know i don't think that uh this record would, would be possible without the pandemic um just because like we all all three of us had like wildly different schedules to juggle all the time with real friends knuckle puck and home safe um so with this like nobody was doing anything um so i would just like go to joe's house and we, we had a couple songs that we've been sitting on for a little bit like one of the songs on it incentive we had started like that was one of the first songs we ever worked on like as a band back in 2014 at least instrumentally um and we just had the time to finish some of these songs and then also come up with stuff from scratch. Um, where at least for me, like it takes me a long time to put together instrumentals. So to be able to have access to, or more access to Joe and stuff and have him um, kind of help steer me in the right direction and say like, Oh, this is good. Let's keep on this line in this lane, you know, et cetera. Um, you know, having more of a guide in that fashion definitely helped to crank out music a lot quicker. And then we had Joe also engineering everything. So we were able to save a ton of money uh, <laughs> doing that as well. Really the best. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, you know, we had we had the time to do it. So we figured why not do it? So it was kind of like this. I mean, I don't want to say a comeback like we were kind of talking before, you know, Brian was asking, oh, is this like a newer band? And it's like, no, it's been around for a while. So this was kind of like that time for you to leap back into like the music field. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, because between our first two releases, Confines and You Are Flawed, there was like a four year gap there. Um, just because, you know, we were all on like wildly different like touring schedules and stuff. Um, so stuff just came around like a lot uh, slower um but this you know it's only been two years since the last release and we were able to do like because we'd never like rolled out stuff uh with singles uh before it, it for the most part it'd be like oh one song's dropping and then like a week later we're gonna give you everything um just kind of like uh, almost a set it and forget it type thing unfortunately just because like we were so much busy with so much other stuff but we were able to finally sit down, like give it the attention. Um, and I mean, it was recorded over two sessions also. Originally it was gonna be four songs. And then we had a couple others in the oven. We were just like, screw it. Like, let's finish these other songs. We've got the time. And, you know, then we did that. And we were able to mostly put out the first couple songs that we had already done, recorded, mixed, mastered, all that. And then in that time, we then went in and got the other four together. 23 minutes i love that eight <laughs> tracks for 23 minutes like i'm looking at that and i go that is the correct length of a record <laughs> yeah i think uh it was uh the guitar player system of a down that said he doesn't have time for anything any records that are more than a half hour long mm -hmm. i feel like that to an extent had stuck with me but like i'm 
I'm definitely into like a bunch of albums that are very long, you know, like, uh, like the cure disintegration. I don't know what the exact mm -hmm. runtime on that record is, but I know it's a very long record oh, yeah. and that that's mm -hmm. one of my favorites. Um, but I feel like generally like with rationale and with, with real friend stuff, I've been a part of, like, I don't think we ever really had too lengthy of records and i know that like with composure we wanted to definitely keep it way shorter and like 10 was the cutoff like we're like we're not doing any more any less 10 bare minimum we're just going to try to make them all bangers you know and not uh spend energy that could be better spent elsewhere you know great bangers, I, I only. bangers yeah. only you know that's my uh that's my dating website <laughs> Wow, that's. Whoa. I was thinking farmers whoa, only, whoa, only fans, and then I'm like bangers only, and I'm like, that's the. Are that's we trying to make crazy website. apps again here on the Twitch stream because Look, we couldn't even formulate the one? Yeah, bangers only. Is, it, it sounds like an equally horny website. Exactly. Again, so. I think the point is like you know challenge somebody when they hear about it. Challenge Apple to like consider it on their app store. God. Challenge customers. Challenge people to put it in their link trees. You know. It's about the challenge of bears putting, only. Wait, you're putting the, the dating app in your link tree. I'm putting that... it in our link tree, Lizzie. I don't know if I like that at all. Bangers <laughs> only. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, that's not a good one. Anyway, I do think like uh, a lot of songs I've been listening to lately. And as a songwriter, maybe you'll feel differently about this. But like doing like a very catchy verse, a very catchy chorus and skipping a bridge entirely works for me almost a hundred percent of the time like you just don't need that bridge and you can keep the song short you can keep it strong and then it's just like cool that was a great song moving on to the next one yeah i think it it depends because like with um at least our first release and then like a bunch of earlier real friend stuff it was never like too like for lack of a better term like copy paste verses like we always had like first and second verse would be completely different instrumental and completely different melodies and stuff. So with the bridge added in there, it's essentially just it, it kind of uh, to an extent just makes the bridge a third verse, if that mm -hmm. makes sense, you know, instead of it being uh, more of a uh, culmination or like, uh, I, I don't know what word I'm going like for. Sort of like C-section. That's not a good word for it, but wow. it is like it's the A, B, A, B, and then C, and then back to B or something yeah. like that. Like that's how it would be. But of course, saying C-section is like, that's a different term. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, we had is. A, B, C, and D. That's <laughs> what we had all those different parts. Yeah, exactly. Or like a guitar solo bridge, which I was listening to a podcast about Guns N' Roses today. And now I'm like, okay, bunch of slash solos, axle verses and choruses. I'm like... So the bridge is just a guitar solo or you have a 10 minute song that's just like random nonsense on use your illusion one and or two it's like but i don't mind that we've like gotten to like shorter songs shorter records like i mean not not commenting on anyone's appearance in guns and roses but it did start to feel a little bloated oh whoa my God. not whoa. A, not that's not their Brian, appearance that's Brian. not their appearance it's not their appearance it has only to do with the songs <laughs> the records like how much was going on? You're how making much real strong statements tonight. We're gonna have like some strong. boomers come through the chat because they're gonna hear that bass signal go up. They're like, I have to defend these. Be like, someone's making fun of Guns and Roses. I'm not gonna let that happen. Hot takes, hot takes. <laughs> I'm fine with hot takes about Guns and Roses. They made their money. They're still touring. You're fine. You're gonna be fine. <laughs> but yeah, I I think that like it's kind of like that classic rock versus like new stuff. And it's like, that's what they used to do. We're not going to do any of that. We're just going to do like shorter shit, less guitar, like being the focus, more vocals being the focus, more melody and catchy uh, choruses, catchy verses, and just like make it more of like a sing-along, like, yeah, shorter, shorter, sweeter, better, stronger, Daft Punk. Harder, faster, <laughs> hell yeah! And I, I feel like any, I feel like bands more a days, uh, if they're not focused, if if they have like more instrumental, um, I guess breaks, um, there there's definitely more of a an attention to the overall atmosphere. 
mm-hmm. and like using like like making like really cool uses of effects and like making this uh like filling out the scenery more and having like a lot of really cool stuff going on like when the vocals aren't there or even if they are there you mm-hmm. know like there's this band uh mini trees i've been listening to a bunch that just put out a record on run for cover where they you know hit the nail on the head making all these cool atmospheres and textures within the music like and then just super catchy vocals and stuff too and giving it all like you know kind of that uh just giving it all, all like firing on all cylinders that those are mm. the words i'm looking for that's the phrase yeah i see the value there yeah i absolutely you put music like if it builds to a better thing all about it if it's just uh guitar wankery i have no time it's for guitar that guitar wankery <laughs> dude okay. if you lizzie I, I i am constantly texting lizzie about like the the members of the band that i'm in and uh, one of them listens to the pod. He is not one of the instrumentalists. He's another vocalist, so that's fine. You can you can bring this back. I'll tell them to their face too. By the way, uh, it's like it's like oh, but like the bass part on this song isn't that much fun, and it's like no one cares. <laughs> no one cares about how cool or not cool the bass part is, except for like people who play string instruments or people who like care about music in that way. Most people are worried about the vocals. Most people are worried about is the song catchy and is the band like performing at like top level? Are they having fun? Are we having fun? Oh yeah. And sometimes I've, I've seen people, you know, like absolutely destroy it on stage, like left nothing up there uh, or everything up there. I don't know what that, uh, my, my phrase is leave it yeah. on the stage. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> They, you know, they absolutely crushed it. And then if the crowd interaction wasn't to their liking, then it's just a complete and utter fucking failure. And that's, it's a shame, you know, that, that sometimes, you know, just playing well, isn't enough, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. in some people's eyes. I hate that, you know? Yeah. It's definitely like. I feel a big toll on somebody's like mindset when it comes to being in bands. And I can definitely understand if that's why, you know, either bands disband or people go solo because they say, Hey, I'm not getting the audience reaction that I want to this caliper, but it's also, how do you understand where that caliper is and who are you comparing yourself to? Exactly. And we've got all sorts of distractions and, ways to compare ourselves to others especially (laughs) with like social media now you know it's like it's it's inevitable unfortunately i mean that's why like the whole fb whistleblower thing they dropped all these like different studies (laughs) and everything and now we're like oh Uh, yikes it just reformats everything (laughs) okay i didn't look through any of the whistleblower stuff i just i'm already on like the facebook hate train Mm. so it's like as everybody should be yeah (laughs) anything else is now it's just like well what what do you expect yeah yeah they were uh i don't know if you had heard this part but they basically said like instagram is a known uh thing that it is hurting uh young women especially their self-esteem and it's like making them have more uh uh mental health issues more driven towards you know suicide and and those kinds of things uh and it's like uh-huh okay cool that was an internal investigation at facebook and they said yeah we'll just go ahead and uh you know keep consider that it. file that away and just keep uh you know keep thinking about it i believe and, it was uh, about 17 percent was mm-hmm. found to have caused uh eating disorders in young women and they said, let's keep going, guys. Let's keep rolling out the, you know, the detox tea ads. And it's like, okay, this is terrible. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, no, that is awful. Um, on one hand, shocked. On the other hand, like, not surprised. Not surprised. You know? <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah. I think for like a musician, if you're comparing yourself, because I, I, and maybe being that you're also a Chicago suburb person, Maybe you've seen this in, in the Chicago scene. Maybe not as much recently, though. Uh, just like that kind of competition between bands and like you're you're playing a show and you're like, well, they brought this many people, but we play better or we are, you know, we have a better music than they do. And it's like, guys, just it doesn't I don't matter. got time for that. I, 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 I luckily, I thankfully do not see any of that. Um, 
but uh, those people are just acting a fucking fool. <laughs> Did you ever have people like when you were coming up, like be really shitty at the local shows? I'm assuming you played like like Penny Road Pub is the one I have in mind. Yeah, I'm like you play Penny Road Pub and like every other band in the basement is like just standing side stage next to their gear, just like when's it my turn to play? And then they go up on stage and then they're worse than you were. <laughs> no, um, I don't know, like. I don't remember any sort of like competitive stuff like that. I guess um, like pissing contests and whatnot. Now, I mean, I feel like the people we came up with for the most part were all generally uh, amicable people. If that's a properly applying adjective, I don't know. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Words are hard tonight. Sorry. Fine. It's okay. They're hard it's, all the time. It's been a, it's been a real, <laughs> real rough week for everybody, I feel. Yeah. Like, Mertree's still in Gatorade or whatever, right? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, uh, somebody should stop giving Gatorade to Mercury or whatever. Yeah. They're giving uh, them the purple one, too, which is the worst. <laughs> no, lemon, lime. That's where it's at. Okay. Why would you even get anything but blue? Like, no, what are we wow. even talking lemon, about Lemon, lime. <sighs> blue. What, you it. like Danny DeVito? Gotta have more blue? Gotta have more blue. <laughs> Listen, the fruit punch one's pretty decent. We are about to get into it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's just a really important. Lauren's leaving. <laughs> it was just a very important. It was a very. <laughs> uh, it was a very important record. That's where's the buffalo sauce. Oh, yeah. What? I don't like buffalo sauce. I'm sorry. That's a hot take. <laughs> Do another one. Do another. Hey, club. One. Our new episode of Spicy Takes with our besties Action Adventure is out now on our YouTube channel. We're excited to say that for this series, Chicago-based Soothsayer Hot Sauce is our sponsor. In this episode, we feature Action Adventure's Poser Poison Hot Sauce, which includes hints of Mexican chocolate and scorpion pepper. It's sold out online, but snag a ticket to see them IRL to get a bottle of your own purple sauce. You can also obsessively refresh SoothsayerHotSauce.com until it comes back in stock on their site. While you're there, scoop up some other spicy sauces. Our next guests will include friends like Rematch, OK Cool, and more to be announced. So make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube too at youtube.com slash club. Thanks again to our friends at Soothsayer Hot Sauce. <laughs> I like fruit right, punch, everybody. I like orange, I like See? lemon lime. Those are my everybody, everybody in the chat, vote for which is the superior Gatorade. <laughs> If you're listening to this episode of the podcast, go on our Twitter and respond with your favorite Gatorade tag. Honestly, if it's not cucumber, I'll drink it. That's yeah, cucumber is very gross in general. Is that as a, like flavor? a flavor? And yeah. as like a cucumber in general, cucumbers Oof. are gross. Oof. Why would they make cucumber Gatorade? Because Ugh. they want you to be fancy, like cucumber water when you go to like a spa. <sighs> there, there are people in the world who they can take advantage of that can't taste things properly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if it's all sugar, like, I guess, like, okay, putting a cucumber flavoring in a Gatorade is like putting, like, cucumber effing, cucumber vodka. Like, it's just basically like a fake flavor that you're throwing in there, and it's like, think of cucumber when you're drinking this, and it will definitely taste like cucumber. But, like, I just would throw cucumbers in water if i wanted that but are you actually are you gonna go to the store buy a whole ass cucumber use that whole ass cucumber cut it up and then put it in water quick question lizzie how much do you think a cucumber costs it's not that much but that's that's a lot (laughs) to do how much can a banana cost like ten (laughs) dollars well but also are you doing it by the glass or are you making like a whole jug of it it depends on what you're doing yeah make a picture Get that. If you got other people to live with you, you know, then it's like, hey, I put some cucumber water in the fridge and they go, hell yeah, dude. And then you're just like, you know, you're good with your roommates. You're good with your family. You're good with your friends. You're just a good person overall. But what if, you, but what if just everybody hates cucumber and it's literally just you drinking? Okay, but what if you show up water? with cucumber Gatorade and everybody's like, does he hate I would me? bully somebody. I would bully somebody. <laughs> Do I live with the worst human being known to man? <laughs> Like sending pictures to your friends, like check out what the fucking guy put in our fucking fridge. Look at this fucking cucumber. Now, how about we split the difference? How about we split the difference? What flavor would of Gatorade would you let sit around with some cucumbers in it? (laughs) 
blue. to make a true. Oh, just <laughs> blue. Oh, just blue. blue. Oh, you're or you're not like even the... switching it up. Okay. I feel like there's no correct answer to this, but yeah, yeah. I think like the the white Gatorade because that's like a weird like yeah. what, white cherry. White cherry I mean, either way, that could work. I mean, you could do lemon lime too. I think lemon lime with with cucumber could work. Don't don't do that to my favorite flavor. <laughs> Don't disgrace the no. mime like this in my Christian Minecraft stream. Exactly. This is God's house. Uh, this is God's house. When you were saying that it wasn't happening with the, the talking shit in the, your community, uh, it got me thinking, like, did I have a terrible community? And then Maybe. it got me to thinking, yeah, I was about to did say, I, did I create a terrible community? Which you're suburb? literally tell me now. I'll you're tell literally you. the TikTok I mean, sound as am I the drama? I can't be yeah. the drama. Am I the drama? You are Brian, probably. I probably am. <laughs> uh when I was in the band, I was already in Chicago, but we were mostly playing like Penny Road Pub, like so North Suburbs, uh Palatine. Um that's not, the, that's not the suburbs. That's too far. Palatine is <laughs> <too> far. <laughs> it's like you can see Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I grew up in Des Plaines, though, so that's where like, I mean, more bands are from there now than they were when I was living there. It's like nobody there but the Gex Tree. Yeah, Gex Tree only. What is that? The Hundred Gex uh, album cover for their most okay. recent album is yeah. of the tree in Des Plaines for some weird reason, and people were making pilgrimages to there, and then like Leaving the police tokens. started like being like, "You cannot do this." Whoa. Please stop. You can't just keep hanging out at this tree. And it's like, I absolutely why? can't. First of all, I can do what I want. The <laughs> Gex said so. Gex said so. People people would do that with uh, one of the Real Friends album art covers we took of a house in Indiana that people mm. would just go to. And I just, I feel like if I was the owner of that home with like random people coming up taking pictures of my home, kind of like the uh, Breaking Bad house where people, well, mm -hmm. this yeah. is one step further, but people would go and like throw pizzas. On top of the yep. garage of the Breaking Bad house. Like, what? That's disrespectful. Oh, yeah. That's rude. <laughs> yeah. What about the uh, the American football house? Did anyone ever do anything with that house? Or are they just taking pictures in the angle too? Oh, I'm sure people would go and take pictures with the angle and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it is in a college town, so it is rentable to college students. So you know what? They're on a different level. They're on a different level. <laughs> They find the right person. The rent increases like threefold. I'm sure. Oh my! They, they probably find, say they find an emo kid. They're yeah. charging up the wazoo. They literally like, ask in the renter application, "Do you like Midwest emo? Check yes or nah." <laughs> That's it. Do you recognize this riff? <laughs> exactly. Do you like twinkly emo tunes? It'd be hard. I'd be like, eh, ah, ah, yes. <sighs> Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Okay, we can ask more questions about music, Lizzie. Go ahead. Wow. You had a question. So you have obviously, as we kind of been um, revolving around some of the conversation here, you've been a very big advocate about mental health, your own mental health, and also have been very proactive with a lot of charities as well. But how has this influenced your writing with this most recent album, especially during a time where a lot of us have had a lot more feelings and different things that we have been processing and going through? Yeah, um, it ebbs and flows for me. Um, like there are times where I get uh, more on the manic side of things with uh, living with bipolar where, you know, it'll the creativity pours out of me and I'm able to write stuff super quick. Um, that was a big thing with uh, composure was that it was like, you know, I was killing it in the studio, um, you know, just whipping out lyrics and having vocal melodies like come to me like that super quick, but then it's like super destructive in my personal life and everything. But then if I'm like more into like a depressive episode, like nothing's coming out of me. I'm very like uh, just low energy, not want to go out. Like, so it's, it's um, I mean, I feel like I do draw from both ends of that spectrum. Um, but it, I, I guess uh, musically, comes from mania and then with the depression i would say comes more of the lyrical side of it if i can split it into like that duality yeah. hmm. interesting because yeah i'm like 
I feel like in in the same way, it's like, okay, I've, I'm I'm gonna get shit together. I'm gonna get rolling, and I'm gonna get everything together. And then you're just like, you, everything just falls out of you, and you're like, I I don't give a shit anymore. And it's like to stay kind of like in the middle, I guess, or like, yeah, you're like using like the benefits, I guess, to say it in probably not the best way, but like you're using the benefits of what you're doing in those two different modes to like stay with it and stay like kind of, I don't know, feeling better or feeling more middle, feeling more medium, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of, um, and this isn't going to be putting it correctly either, but I guess just, well, not, not taking advantage of the situation, but making best of where my mm. head's at in that, uh, particular moment in time, I would say. It's definitely like wor working with what you have been dealt and trying to make, you know, flowers out of it essentially and use it in a good way as much as you can to kind of counteract some of the negative side effects you probably do get from it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And like I went to uh, years of therapy. Um, I did like a, an intensive outpatient group therapy therapy. Uh, program out in like Orland uh for like two or three months back in 2018 helped uh kind of put a lot of things in perspective you know getting like both a clinical opinion from professionals but then also like real world experience from like what other people had also been going through that might also be living with bipolar or having um other mental illness uh, mental illnesses and whatnot and just you know being able to support each other in that sense you know to where like i can you know it's it's always great to have a professional um help out and somebody that's like unbiased and and will 100 percent be there to work with you and work through things with you but then it's also awesome to have people with this like real world experience and see what does work for them what doesn't work for them like in their day-to-day -day lives and everything it seems like it's a very it's very valuable to have and i feel like it's also something like one in the scene we talk about but i don't feel like we are as open as it is and in general as a society we have only just started to touch upon it and to kind of hear how outspoken you have been and how candid with your journey has been as well i think it has started to open up a little bit more of a dialogue with some people to become just slightly more comfortable um, especially because I feel that I've seen a lot of people say I have anxiety, I have depression, where you very rarely hear people say I have bipolar disorder and I have these manic episodes. Well, you know, I personally have friends who have it as well and I've experienced them in manic episodes and I understand it, but it's not something that is outwardly spoken about still. Yeah, yeah. And then a lot of people, you know, might not know how to talk about those things, you know, and um excuse me, but the more, you know, the more you talk with them, the more you see them being talked about, like you're able to add that uh, to your vocabulary, you know, what works for you, what doesn't work for you, how to approach things, people to confide in and, and whatnot, or, and all that good stuff. You know, it's, it's, a, it's not like, you know, one pill, one visit or anything, you know, it's going to take some time because if it was like, you know, I'm not going to be sitting here with like a maraca, essentially, <laughs> you know, having like 30 pills with then another 60 for the next two months after that, you know, mm -hmm. it takes time. You know, I didn't know how to talk about it at first. And I feel like anytime I tried to talk about it on stage, I was like, you know, kind of fumbling over my words because it's like, how do I even want to like approach the topic you know it was just something like like still uncharted territory for me but the more i spoke about it the more i talked to like fans after shows and stuff the easier it got because then i i knew what was reaching people and what wasn't you know yeah i mean there's a lot of like i i think there's a lot of conversations happening in the scene and and happening in music especially but i do feel like a lot of it is very like vague and surface level where it's like let's make sure that people are conscious about their mental health, which is a very good step. But I'm also like, as, as somebody who's going to therapy, it's like, you know, I was like, yeah, we care about mental health. And then I'm like, okay, I've had like eight beers tonight. <laughs> like maybe I want to like consider that, like there's like practical things that I need to do 
as well as be aware of mental health and be aware of mental health in our in our vicinity and in the people that I'm meeting and the people I know. Uh, more of that like practicality to me, I feel like has been something I've been thinking of like, how do I get more practical with it? Like if I'm talking to somebody and they're telling me, yeah, I've struggled with mental health. Is it more of a question of like, so what have you been going through? What have you done? What have you, how have you been handling it? What have, what has happened for you to work through these episodes? Uh, so for me, it's very interesting to hear how you are doing that because it's like, yeah, it's more specific. It's how someone deals with it. And I also can take that in and say, oh, look, I can try that. Maybe that's something that could work for me to also feel better uh, or yeah, to work through it in the same way. 100%. Yeah. And everybody, you know, everybody's got different tools in their toolbox, you know, because something that's going to work for me isn't, it might not work for, for both of y'all, you know, because mm -hmm. like people like uh, valid things to have in the toolbox can be like drinking or smoking here and there, but it's something like, cause I, I used to be um, a workplace mental health instructor. So it's like, I, I would talk about a lot of these things uh, over zoom uh, with people like, it started through the pandemic. It would have eventually led me to actually being in their workplaces and stuff talking about this, but you know, it's always, um, you know, you want to do everything in moderation, not necessarily just keeping it to like the drugs and alcohol, but you see like, you know, and the ex example I would use is like, Oh, like one day I'm stressed out. Like, you know, I got a parking ticket or something. I'd go and I'd, go to the cat cafe and I'd pet like one cat next day I get stressed for whatever reason then I'm petting two cats at the same time for like an hour instead of a half hour then the next day it's got to be three cats for two hours and then it's just like you see like you gain this like if you're like getting a tolerance to something that's normally supposed to help you then that's kind of a sign to seek some sort of outside help whether it's talking to a friend or a family member or you know finally making that visit to uh or, or making that appointment to go see a psychiatrist or a therapist or a social worker or whatever professional a counselor what what have you you know mm -hmm. yeah i i i found like the biggest thing the biggest hurdle usually is like i don't even want to get that toolbox started i don't want to put anything in that toolbox i just want to like but you already Coast. do have stuff in that toolbox. You yeah. got ways to de-stress. Like it's not, it's not that nothing's in there. You just got to recognize what's already in yeah. there. Like what That's helps fair. you de-stress, what helps you calm down, you know, what, what might be able to pull you out of anxiety or depression for, for even like a couple minutes, you know, take your mind off of stuff and be mindful, you know? Yeah, it's fair. It's more the consciousness of it and saying, oh, I, I do have these things. Maybe, uh, you know, I don't want to drink as many beers when I'm at a show, or maybe if I'm feeling anxious, I don't want to like you know, go do whatever. It's like, I want just to find the right tools to use. And I think for me, I just like finally had to realize like, what is my fucking toolbox? Where is it? And I'm digging through the closet and it? I'm like, where's my screwdriver? Where's my hammer? Got to go work on the farm. Yeah. I mean, it could, you know, it could be something as simple. And I, I feel like um, gaming for me has been like a big uh, stress reliever and like, uh, you know, cause it, it helps me like using stuff like discord and like getting a PC and stuff and online gaming helps me stay in contact with people that like, excuse me, that I met on tour that I don't get to see all the time. Like I I'll see them in person, like maybe three times a year if I'm lucky, four times a year if I'm lucky. Um, but then I can be talking to them and in constant communication with them, you know, throughout the year and everything by, hanging out playing games and sometimes i'm in discord not even gaming like some of my friends will be chilling hanging doing their thing gaming together and i'll just hop in for a, a chat or something you know there, yeah. there's all sorts of different ways all sorts of different ways and especially through the pandemic it's been awesome you know it's been like this new way of like communication and then the same thing with you know just using social media like being on twitter and connecting with so many people that we're just meeting for the first time in person and it's like wow we really created this in like probably one of the worst times that we will probably ever experience in our lives who Fingers knows crossed. there may be worse i don't Knock know on fingies crossed but i'm it's waiting been for like covid 20 covid 20 <laughs> y'all covid 19 two just dropped yeah but it's things like that that one can be in the toolbox and it can also just be a positive light to social media at the same time yeah definitely yeah 
there's the other side of the uh it makes you depressed and makes you angry and makes you scared and makes you all the all the above uh and then there's also like being that we were stuck inside and being that like you know i felt like i couldn't really have that community that we normally feel at shows and then like just finding people on twitch that then joined discord and joined us on the internet is like damn are y'all my friends are you my friends now <laughs> oh hell yeah it's like it's insane i i being a kid that grew up with like msn and aol and you're in like chat rooms and you're like talking to random people i'm like these are not my friends these are not real people these are all these bots are everything is fake There's, it's stranger <laughs> danger we don't stranger know who these danger. people are everyone is driving a white van right now i'm not getting in that van nope. but now it's like oh like these are actually people that like. i will hop in the van with my besties oh the these are these right are now. some cool vans i'm gonna get in that van let's go into the show <laughs> No, yeah, definitely. And Twi Twitch, I feel like, at least for me, has been um, a good way to flex that social muscle as well, especially like throughout the pandemic, because it's like, you know, I'll stream a few times a week, I might leave the house, you know, once a week, if that at least like earlier in the pandemic to maybe go grocery shopping. That's like mm -hmm. my, my uh, partying for the week is going to Target. <laughs> and, uh, you know, just buying the essentials and being stressed about not being able to find toilet paper dude target hit different yep. for a while there oh yeah target hit real different <laughs> walking into jewels and just being like yeah this is it this is this is my haven for like 30 minutes yeah you can <laughs> actually see off. people out in the wild there yeah, yeah. about to go off in this marianos <laughs> mm -hmm. buy me a cucumber put it in some water when i Jesus get home christ <laughs> joe comes back the joe comes back See, I was never, I was never a big Mariano's person. I always went to uh, Jewel or mm. Pete's Fresh Market. Yeah, yeah. And, okay. And Jewel was actually my uh, first job in high school that wasn't like that. That I was getting paid like legally. You <laughs> I know? love that. We love uh, under the table work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when it's yeah. there, we love it. I yeah. would, I would wait tables at the Saber Room on like 95th near like Roberts Road. Okay. and stuff uh that well that was yeah that was where i was getting paid on the table but jewel is my first uh legal operation <laughs> is it called over the table <laughs> sure my yeah guess. i've sure. never heard the phrase over the table i'm just getting like, checks getting taxed all that good stuff yeah perfect. And the union taxes taken out being like yep everybody i am wholesome yeah jewel <laughs> is unionized yeah that is correct yeah i there is a a mariano's and a jewel basically across the street from each other near me and you also have an Aldi that like, you don't go to. Far. You're it's missing out. Direction. It is literally right down the street. It's it the is right direction. down the street. But Brian, I'm, I'm it already is, at the Mariano's Jewel. It is a seven-minute walk from your place. I'm already at the Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. I can't. So, Whoa. Where are those at in the Whoa. city? I want to know where that's nowhere. at. Yeah, that guys. Combination Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Let's that go. one's in Des Plaines down the street from the Gex tree. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. So we were deciding. Uh, we were like doing a grocery run, and uh, we were deciding... And it was like, okay, I want to go to the Mariano's because I'm like, the Mariano's is like pretty nice. And then uh, somebody else in the car is like, nah, everything I need is at Jewel. Let's just go over to Jewel. So I'm like, all right, I don't know if I'm going to like this experience, but I'll, I'll be open-minded. I'll be positive. I'll be what do you ready have to against experience Jewel? this Jewel. It was the worst fucking Jewel in the world. The worst fucking Jewel in the world. Are you Awful sure about Jewel. that? Yes. I've measured the, the consistency of Jewels. I'm like a, I'm like a, a, a gem connoisseur. I was going to say righteous gemstones, but that's not the movie. The Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> uncut gems. I, I'm yes, like uncut, uncut gems over here. Oh, yeah. I'm like uncut gems over here. But listen, you have to remember that Jules also has that back all the way in the back clearance section on like food. And if you drink, they also have like the alcohol section. Like my mom has gone over there and been like, I got four packs of dented white claw for like four dollars. I'm like, go off. Oh, damn. Let's go. When you said damn. clearance food. My stomach turned. What are you? <laughs> oh, no, well, no, sometimes no, no. they the put stuff food. on clearance if it gets discontinued. Too. Oh, yeah. Or if it's just yeah. like sure. not selling well, like usually the least one by me, it's big like it's always like organic food that nobody wants to buy. And then it's like actually affordable. 
I will say though, as somebody that used to work at one, um, they do throw out a ridiculous oh, amount yeah. of food, which is mm-hmm. a huge shame. When it's like, oh, if it's going to be expiring in like two days, like you know, that's plenty of time to get it to like a shelter or something that can make something out of it. Yeah, you know, but those dates are fake too. Those dates aren't real. Yeah, the dates don't exist. That's why if they are clearance, the dates don't matter, Brian. Time is a time is a construct. Time is a mm-hmm. fake construct. Again, the callbacks. They all come back by the end of the by the end of the chat. <laughs> uh, we got about ten minutes left. Let's uh, let's get one more question in here, and then we can do some okay. plugs, and we can uh, we can toss it over to uh, we can toss it over to chat, and we can hang out with y'all on Twitch. Yeah, I want to know what freaky shit the chat's saying. Dude, <laughs> biological father, he's been just going. What the off, hell? What the so hell? What the hell? Oh Dan's my god! Dan's having a conversation with them after this. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna wag my finger. We'll be exchanging words. (laughs) The words. Hey, listener, guess what? We got merch in our store, emosocialclub.com slash merch. You can check it out now. We got some tank tops for the summer. Uh, We got a new new metal logo, a new new metal logo, go, go, go. And it's uh, it's kind of a 90s new metal vibe. That also comes in a tank top. And we got a tank top that says, sun's out, stay inside. Which, you know, you're emo. You don't go out in the sun. It's bright and it's hot. Emosocialclub.com slash store. Check them out. Get them. All purchases go to help us just make more merch. Get more cool stuff. You're helping us out. We're helping you out. Going off your sleeves. Going off your arms if you don't want sleeves. Check it out. Emosocialclub.com slash store. So because you're on Twitch, you are somebody who has been super privileged, I assume, to be sponsored by various companies. How has that been to kind of integrate it into your streams and like just kind of streamlining it? I feel that there's a lot of people who say that they want to be content creators and they go for the sponsorships and then they say, I actually have no idea what's going on here. How do you get it? (laughs) What is the way to formulate it? And there's actually a New York Times article that, you know, people wanted to start podcasting because they wanted the sponsorship. They wanted the ad. They wanted the money from it. But after only a month, they gave up because it wasn't immediate. So how has that been to kind of grow your own like content creation channel in that form? Um, well, I, first thing I want to say is that if that's what, if that's the kind of stuff that people are doing things to get, then <laughs> that's not a, a great seed to be planting to start with. Yes. I'll say, um, a Red Bull fridge, man, give me a Red oh Bull fridge. It fits so good right back there. Um, but for me, like, it's, it's all about like, at least like with streaming and music stuff, it's very convenient because I can get a lot of gear that does everything you know like i have the interface that i have to work on music but then also be able to connect my mic to and have you know better sounding audio for the stream um i have this mic that i use on stream but i also use in all the rationale recordings as well and that was uh provided by blue who was the company i bought my first microphone from and i met um i met joel from blue at twitchcon a couple years ago and then i was looking through my business cards and i was just like yo i like this company he was a cool dude like let's see if this is still like his email address this is still like correct info hit him up and like you know it was it was really cool to get back in touch and then like get set up with like a microphone and some some other gear because they're with uh logitech as well um you know and uh with pcs like i use a pc now i was a, a mac guy for a little bit Um, but then I, you know, I love gaming and windows, honestly, um, can do all of that too. It can record music. I can demo on it. Uh, you know, I run all my, like whenever I do music streams, I'll, uh, live monitor everything through Reaper, you know, just instead of logic. That's the only thing Mm -hmm. that sucks about recording on windows is that they don't have logic. I love logic. It's a great interface. Yes, exactly. I, I love it. Um, I just, that, that would be, that's the, the one drawback I found, but it's just, for me, it's just finding the synergy and like all the things that I like to do with like the gaming, streaming music stuff. Um, but you know, if people want to dip their toes in that, you know, all you got to do is send an email, you know, uh, with, uh, 
like real friends and like just music stuff. Like we had um, a manager that would help kind of like facilitate all of that as well, you know, where we might be like, yo, cause we'd gotten like Fender deals for instance, cause we really like Fender guitars. So then that's something where like, she's like, oh, I know somebody there. Let me set you up, see if it's a good fit and everything. And maybe we'll get you some deals or something. It's, um, you know, it's either you send the email or your manager sends the email <laughs> or something, you know? Yeah. And I, I remember for instance, like uh, there's a pedal company, Walrus Audio that I had asked our manager to reach out to. Um, just cause I really like their stuff. Uh, knuckle puck and foxing had a couple pedals that they were like showing me that I was like, yo, I gotta have something like this. And then she had reached out to them and then they were like, mm, we don't want to talk to you. We want to talk to him, give him our email and then have him reach <laughs> oh. out and stuff. And I was just like, I am flattered. I'm flattered. <laughs> you know, they just want to go direct to the source. They want to, they want to know what's up with me and what my needs are. And like, you know, cause then it's just, you know, you're kind of playing telephone at that point. So, yeah. you know, I, I, I I like a company that, you know, wants to talk to artists and creators directly um, and, you know, just want to have that uh, FaceTime and that like direct, uh, more intimate interaction, you know? It feels like uh, the the situation has changed from like, oh, wow, this company is giving you money. I can't believe you sold out like that to now like, oh, shit, like you got a sponsorship from them. That's fucking awesome like congratulations and it's like wait when did we decide that like it wasn't selling out it never was but why did we finally like learn that why did we finally like like agree Gain that consciousness. like yeah like <laughs> that people should be able to make money doing what they love for a living like yeah well i feel like there's like a lot of different levels to like endorsements and sponsorships and stuff like sometimes it's like a code for a certain percentage off sometimes it's free product um Sometimes it, it is uh, monetary compensation, like if you're doing ads and stuff for people, um, it, it, you know, it, it, there's a wide variety of possibilities with it, you know? Yeah. Just let the people make their bank, okay? Yep. Let them get the bag. Don't, don't hold them back, okay? Don't yeah. uh, hold it. Before we go, let's, uh, let's give you some, a second here to throw out all your plugs where people can find you on the internet, where people can get the record uh where people can watch you on twitch all that good stuff yeah uh twitch account is uh twitch.tv slash don lumps um twitter donnie lumpkins you can find rationale on twitter uh rationale band uh the record our record if the problems persist uh is on it's everywhere streaming uh if you want to purchase it it's on Bandcamp. um We'll be doing vinyl through Smart Punk uh, earlier next year. It just sucks to not have it ready now because the plants <laughs> are are so backed up yeah. with everything because we wanted mm -hmm. to do tapes as well, and tapes are taking a minute too now. Mm -hmm. And um, But that'll be available earlier next year, and I think I plugged everything I needed to. And you also have a show for everybody who's in the chat. You yeah. also have a show this upcoming Friday. Tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. Literally Damn. tomorrow. Tomorrow at the Beat Kitchen. Damn. Um, Belmont and Hoyne. I think that's the intersection it's at. <laughs> yeah. Sounds about right. Yes. I know it's down the street. It's past the Marianos and Jewel. Oh uh, God, is it sold out? Is it already uh, sold out? Or no, I don't think so. I, it, it might be approaching, but I, I'm not the person that gets the the ticket counts. I'm never, you know, I'm hardly yeah. the business person. So you you yeah. show up and you say, "Look, there's people here. I love that." Yeah, thank you. Hi, I'm just ready for a good time. There we go. <laughs> you know, it's been it's been five years since we played a show. So Shit. and we've only played one other show. So <laughs> so this will be your second show. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. had we Got had it. some stuff scheduled um like end of 2019, but um Knuckle Puck's recording schedule for 2020 was like all over the place and they ended up having to add like uh an extra like 2 weeks or something where like that eliminated the possibility for us to like get any practice in. So, yeah. But now yeah pandemic got all the time in the world Dude, Let's so go, guys. We're, we're getting all the attention now yeah <laughs> we're the favorite child during the pandemic yeah we're the favorite child that's why we had you on the pod you're our favorite child Ooh, oh hell yeah. god uh well then we will continue the conversation over on twitch so if you're listening to the pod thank you uh go check out 
all of the links that'll be in the description if you're watching on youtube hi youtube uh go and check out all the links that are in the description it's the same they both have the down in the descriptions things read so you know read the nice episode notes i take time to craft those get everything you know that's in there take read. it in let us know your favorite Reading flavor gatorade let us know what uh gatorade would be made better by cucumbers none and uh, none. Absolutely none. <laughs> none actually can we eliminate cucumbers from the earth no they're great uh <laughs> i will ask one one final question before i just stop the recording abruptly uh okay. who pooped in the turnstile pit <laughs> oh god damn it are they are they talking about that again yeah are we'll do that over on twitch we've had so <laughs> before you cut it off okay there, there have been there have been a few streams recently where um we've gone we've talked at length about bodily functions and waste products and I'll have no more of it. <laughs> it really sounded like this was like detective work to find out who oh, no. the single oh, individual no. was who pooped in the turnstile pit. No, I heard that person was wearing shorts. That's why it happened. Yeah, <laughs> it'll get stuck in your tight pants if you're wearing full pants. Every everyone's gonna have to pull their venue's gonna have to pull up the roster, who bought tickets, <laughs> all their names. Ask everybody who was wearing goddamn shorts in the goddamn turnstile pit, and then go from there. We shouldn't do that. Process of elimination. All right. We will continue <laughs> talking about whatever this is over on Twitch. Uh, Dan, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. Of course. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in for our impromptu Thursday episode with new friend of the pod again, Dan Lampkin. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, talking with us about Gatorade flavors hateful cucumberness cucumbers are so gross guys like i don't care what you say and also mental health and their new music that's coming out for rationale make sure you go check them out wherever they're streaming it get some merch and just listen and vibe also thanks so much to well that's for publicity for setting this up for us of course as always besties of the pod until next time, we're back on Monday with another new episode, and then we're going to go from there and hope for the best. We're almost out of October. It has probably been like one of the most chaotic no-bones month that we have all experienced, ironically, even though this is supposed to be our month. So if anything, we will see you at Beauty Bar on October 31st for our in-person DJ set and on the Twitch stream on the 30th as well. Dress up spooky. I know you're at home, but make sure you hop in our Discord Make sure you get in there, show off your costumes of the night. Of course, we have to stick in this spooky, scary skeletons vibe. Okay, everybody? Until then, I'll check you later. This has been Lizzie. Brian's here in spirit as a spooky ghost, probably, for the Emo Social Club podcast. We'll check you later. Bye.